Hear ye, hear ye. Hear ye, hear ye. Welcome to the podcast of the Round Table, where four podcasts go head to head debating random topics. This week's battle hits Christicles of hashtag no offense and Doug Red of who's right, who will take on round table regulars, Lady Brooke of Married AF and Sir John Jamingo of Unbelievably Stupid. Now, here's your host, Uncle Randy. Welcome everybody. Podcast of the Roundtable, episode number three. We Buckle are, in. Hey, we're uh, we're so thrilled you guys are all here. Uh, those in the live chat and those that uh, press the play button, we appreciate you and all three of you too. Let's talk about the, <laughs> let's talk about the rules of the game. This one's a little different than uh, the previous two. Uh, we will be having a judge for this show. Uh, Mo Mandel has agreed to judge Ooh. the show. Uh, stand-up comedian, actor, producer, writer. Who, who's uh, judging the show? Mo Mandel. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was Howie Mandel. What the fuck? Who the fuck is Mo Mandel? Check He's, out check out right. his uh, his latest special, uh, Negative Reinforcement. It's fantastic. Let's go over the rules, though. Here we go. We're going to have uh, 12 rounds of topics. I'm going to read the topic uh, to each contestant. You'll have up to three minutes to answer and uh, explain your answer. Uh, you don't have to use your whole three minutes, but you can't go over. Uh, each contestant does have one grenade. You can use that grenade to make somebody look stupid, stop them in the middle at the end before they answer a question. And once a grenade is used, that answer is void. Can't be uh, used by the judge, so Mo knows that. And uh, other than that, uh, just don't interrupt people's time. Uh, we can fuck around in between questions and all that good shit. But uh, during the person's time, uh, just be respectful and let everybody get their answers out. Other than that, let's introduce everybody. Uh, first, we'll go with the podfather himself, John Buchanan. What's up, John? Hey, everybody. Um, I'm ready. I've been waiting for this time to take on this. This I think right now we have an all-star crew right here. This is going to be the tail of the tape. This is going to be an iron cage match today. I agree, sir. All right. And we've got my man, Chris Wutsky from Hashtag No Offense Show. What's up, Chris? What's up, brother? Glad to be here. And we got uh, the main man down there in the bottom left of my screen, Doug from Who's Right Podcast. <laughs> What's up, Doug? How's, how's everybody doing? Good to see you guys. And up in the right-hand corner, that uh, beautiful lady is my bride, Brooke. What's up, Brooke? How are you? I am just fan-fucking-tastic. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so we did the drawing uh, for the first uh, round and how the order is going to be. It's going to be uh, Chris, Doug, John, and then Brooke. And we'll rotate out every question after that. So if everybody's ready, I say we jump in and launch this motherfucker. Let's go. All right. Question number one, Chris. Oh, I can't. I'm going to have to sip that horrible shot. That shit is so bad. (laughs) I'm a puss. All right, here, I'll take it. Let's throw up together. (laughs) Cheers to the show. Everybody have a good show. (laughs) Kill me. Oh, my God. All right, Chris. Do you support American taxpayers paying reparations to the d- descendants of slaves? Explain what your preferred method of payment would be if you support the reparations. You have up to three minutes, sir. So much for that first question. Softball, huh, asshole? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, God. Let's dig in. All right. 
Reparations for slavery. I would say no. I I don't think that there's any need to uh, compensate for anyone alive today because there's no real direct correlation to to slavery in present day uh you shouldn't get rewarded because your grandpa went through some shit and it is terrible and i'm not discounting that but you're not entitled to a windfall now because of it beautiful doug what do you think sir do you support american taxpayers paying uh, reparations to the descendants of slaves and how would that all work if you do yes i absolutely am for taxpayers paying reparations to former slave owners. All those people lost free labor. And when that happened, the price of everything went up. That, they should be like farmers, right? So farmers get reparation money in something. There, there, there's no reason why former slave owner, owners' descendants shouldn't have that same ability to buy new Cotton pickers, for instance. Right? Don't I, I'm asking for feedback. I, I know that the format of the show is that I'm supposed to talk for three minutes, but I, I need some sort of engagement. We have to check the chat, I, see what they're uh, how they feel. Well, fuck, fuck the chat. I don't care. I, I, <laughs> I think the reparations are for the descendants of slaves. Hey, this is my time. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. All right, John. Your time starts uh, now, sir. I agree with Doug. I think if I want to pay slaves reparations, like if I could get a slave right now, I'd give them some money. I'd kick them some money. I need things done around the house. You know, it's hard. You know, people, it costs money. Like I need a plumber. You know how much a plumber costs? I wouldn't mind giving a slave some reparations right now and see if he could fix my you know, the pipe that's broke or something like that. I would like that. So basically I think that reparations for slaves, like if I could get a, I would need like three or four, three or four good slaves. And how much do you think I could pay for a slave? I mean, is it, is like maybe $2 an hour. Is that too much to pay a slave or is that right around? What do slaves get nowadays? You know, I know the minimum wage is going up, but I don't think slave wages are as high. So I would like to have a nice, I don't know, you know what? I'd like to have a nice 21-year-old Asian girl slave. I think she could cook and clean and not too hard on the eyes, something like that. I would like that. A, a nice 21-year-old Asian slave. Kind of like the one that the guy, the owner from the New York, I mean, the New England Patriots had. One of those kind of slaves. Mm. I don't think they make that much money. So, yes, I am 100% for reparations. All right, John. Did I misunderstand that question? Brooke, what, yeah. do you, what, what do you think? Should uh, Do you support American taxpayers paying reparations to the direct descendants oh. of slaves? Oh. <laughs> um, I, I thought we already went through this one time because I remember a Dave Chappelle skit where they were like, reparations, and they were like, buying uh -huh. Escalades and shit. So... <laughs> um, I, I didn't know this was a another round of reparations. I mean, of course, I think anybody that was directly affected, maybe like the 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 children of slaves, should absolutely have gotten reparations. But I think that already happened. So I don't think necessarily anybody. I, I agree with Wetsky, and I don't think anybody that's like around today, that's like the great great grandchild that doesn't know the actual slave I, I, I don't know i don't think taxpayers need to 
I th- we're shelling out enough around for everybody. All right. Beautiful. Question two. This one starts with Doug. Doug, list your top five essential party items during your late teens to early 20s. <laughs> Explain each item and rank them based on importance. You have three minutes, sir. <laughs> no sandwich, sir. Uh, well, God, damn it. I hope we get there because I got a fucking doozy lined up for that. All right. The top five essential items for a party when I was a teenager. Teens to 20s. Yes, sir. All right. Rubbers. I always took rubbers. Um, For some reason, I took a fucking beer bong to every fucking party I went to. Um, I... I I got three minutes. I can fill it with bullshit, I guess. So I, I, I did a beer bong with rum and Coke, and then I puked on a girl um, before I had sex with her, which tells you what kind of girl she was. Uh, a cooler full of, of Bud Light. When I was a kid, it was Bud Light. Uh, a change of clothes. Typically, it was two pairs of underwear, one for the next day, and then one in case I, I got so drunk that I pissed my pants during the night. Oh, been there, brother. <laughs> uh, fuck it, Vaseline. I don't know. I, I never know who I'm going to party with. Some, some, no, it was. I was strictly a Vaseline guy. Right. Fair, fair. But I, I never knew who I was going to party with, and sometimes he, you just couldn't slide in easy with him, <laughs> or or her. <laughs> all right, John. that's all. John, what were your top five essential party items during your late teens to early 20s? Explain each item and their use and rank them based on importance. You have three minutes, sir. So we had a spot. So I was in charge of firewood. So I had to go get the firewood and get the gasoline to start the fire. And then I would also try to find, a because as it got dark, a few tires that once you got the fire rolling, you could throw a tire on there, and that sucker would burn forever. Uh, also, a nice big cooler full of beer. Now, back in the day, it was Lowenbrow. Lowenbrow was the big beer of the day. So we would have a cooler full of Lowenbrow, the fire, and then the other thing we would have is the, um, this is so crazy, jack-in-the-box. Jack-in-the-box tacos. Someone would go get a shitload of jack-in-the-box tacos because I think they were like 50 cents. And that's what we would eat at, at that night. So that's one, two, three, four. And I think, and, and I never had condoms. I never brought condoms to a party. I don't know why, but I never brought condoms or lube to a party. For some reason, I was there just to drink. And, uh, well, I had a girlfriend and she was on the pill at the time. So really about that time, that's all I did. So there would be my answers. All right. Brooke. All right. Dear God, this is, uh, this is going <laughs> to be a doozy. Everybody strap in. <laughs> List your top five uh, essential party items during your late teens to early 20s. Explain each item and rank them based on importance. Uh, Go. My late teens and early 20s were quite a crazy time. So um, I liked, I fancied myself a rave or a lots of raves, but it was, let me see. I'll stay away from like the real bad uh drug related things but um when i was a teenager i drank a lot of colt 45 
So Boom. I get 40s. Yes. <laughs> Brown paper yeah. and everything. We could get them for like 75 cents back then. Mad Dog 2020 is another. Drank a lot of that. And also always had always my glass bowl and a little bit of weed. Have my glass bowl in my Crown Royal case, which every fucking pothead from the 90s knows what's up with that. yes somebody and then because we were out all night usually and never slept but then we would go to an after party somewhere um i always had like the little like body wipe things we called it giving ourselves a stripper bath so like on the armpits little (laughs) and all good ready to uh, go to the after party and not stink like a horse's dick so there you go. Mark, we'd have been friends. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We would have partied. Yeah. Randall would have hated my guts. <laughs> yeah. We've always said that uh, we would, we were such polar opposites that it's insane that we're, yes. we have so much sex now. But <laughs> that's real. All right. Wutski, list your top five essential party items during your late teens, early 20s. Explain each item and rank them based on importance. So in the five slot, I've got my beeper because I'm old as shit. And in the 90s, I had a beeper. That was the only way you can get a hold of me. Everybody had their code. None of the kids these days know about that shit. Uh, Number four, pot, but other people's pot because I never bought pot. I had the apartment when I was a teenager, so that was a toll. You had to pay to come and party at my place. And I was the only one with a fucking car. So if I drove you around, I'm smoking your shit. (laughs) Number three was my bitch-ass ex-girlfriend because like the, uh, the other guys that you know went before me i like pussy <laughs> whatever i love pussy number two saint eyed special brews that was my drink back in the day <laughs> kind of like a smirnoff ice but a little bit more ghetto and <laughs> mm-hmm. number one white fucking castle oh. oh every night 3 a.m in the fucking dining room white castle give me a crave case and i'll take the whole fucking thing down myself that's my five beautiful beautiful all right we totally would have partied i'm telling you (laughs) all right let's see here question three oh this one is a doozy this one is right for perfect for john and john's leading us off john what do you think of the people that want a straight pride month (laughs) you have three minutes i don't understand what the hell straight pride is i mean i can understand gay pride and besides a straight pride parade Who's decorating it? I mean, straight people are boring. Straight people. I mean, you. I want to go to a gay pride parade. I mean, they're they're dancing. They got great music. They they're all colorful. Straight pride parade is just a bunch of people walking in flannel shirts and baseball caps. And I don't get understand the straight pride parade. For me, I wouldn't go to one, even though I'm straight. I wouldn't go to a straight pride parade. I think the whole thing is stupid. And the thing about the people that want the straight pride parade is they just don't like the focus taken off of them. In other words, just let the gays go out and dance and twirl and do what they do and, and be bare breasted and have all their fun. Let them do it. It's, it's their time. They get a whole month to do this. All right. I, I, I love the fact that there's a gay pride. I love the fact that, we get reminded for the whole month of June that there's gays out there and they're proud to be gay. And I say, you know what? 
be gay, be proud, bend over, grab your ankles, have a ball. I don't care. But Matter to go, fact, have two of them. Sorry. Yeah, have two of them. There you go. So thanks for interrupting me. So, th- so my thing is that I say they let them have a month. And I like it's June because it's it's nice and warm out, so they can be you know they can get almost naked and they can go and dress up like a duck and put a butt plug up their ass and do whatever they want to do. Let's all be gay. Why don't we just take a flag and run it up under? Let's run a gay flag up underneath the uh, embassies of all the all the embassies around the world. That way, everybody can say, "What the fuck is going on in that country? Are you kidding me? What other flag would we run up? Would we put breast cancer flag up there?" What other flag would we run up there? I say, what would you do with a straight pride prayer? Eat hot dogs, have some mac and cheese. What would you do with a straight? It would be boring. It, it, we have a parade in Philadelphia on New Year's. It's called the Mummers Parade. It's where they all dress up like a bunch of gays, and they walk around and strut the banjo music, and, and it sounds like they're dragging t- tin cans down the street. That's the gayest straight pride parade I've ever seen before in my life. So. <laughs> I don't want to see a straight parade, but I say let the gays have their month. Leave them alone, for Christ's sake. Don't you know how much they suffer? You know how hard it is to get fucked up the ass? It's terrible. All right, I'm done. All right. Brooke, what do you think of the people that want a straight pride month? Three minutes. I think that those people have got to be the dumbest, most whiny, fucking stupid bitches I've ever fucking heard of. Because straight pride is like having a... It's basically like saying you want like a white pride awareness month too. Because it's... There's nothing that straight people have ever been persecuted for or... Like and no 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 straight person has ever have to hide from their family that they're straight or not have to worry about not being able to marry who they want to because they're straight or have to worry about getting fucking jumped and beat to shit because they're straight. Like it's absolutely asinine. And anybody that would promote that or want to have anything to do with it should just fucking kick rocks and go move to an island so we can just drop a big bomb on them. All right. Well, damn. (laughs) That's how she feels about that. (laughs) All right, Doug. What do you think of these people that want a straight pride month? Uh, So I believe that. (laughs) Damn, John. I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> it says, I've got nothing. I hope someone uses a grenade. <laughs> what a smart man. Well played, Damn. sir. See, that's how you, that's the fucking. You fell right, right into his trap, John. <laughs> Sit back and enjoy that one, Doug. That's the best uh, acceptance of a grenade I've ever seen. What a fucking boss, man. Uh, All right, Chris. What do you think of people that want a straight pride month? Um, well, my good personal friend Joe Rogan said it best when he said that anyone that cares if someone is gay or not is probably just scared that dicks are delicious. Yeah. Uh, who, who gives a fuck 
if someone's gay or straight or whatever. I mean, like, like, like Burke said, I mean, can you imagine having to come out? Can you imagine, put yourself in that shoes? I mean, like, obviously they walk a, a, a way harder road than we ever will. All right. I don't know what that's like. Can you imagine if the world was gay and you had to come out, you had to come out as straight? What I, I don't like dicks, dad. I don't like dick. Can you imagine how hard that would be? I Randall, I know you know how hard that would be yeah. to, to, to admit to someone to have to to get down and admit to someone that you don't like dick. I know you know what that's like. Uh, I know you know what I that's do. like. I do. So uh, anyone who's got a problem with with a, 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 a gay pride parade and would like a straight pride parade. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm with Brooke. Just line them up and fucking put a bullet in their head. <laughs> Amen. All right. I'm still reeling over how well played Doug. Did you know what that I just realized? If you don't think that he doesn't have, he had something. He was written for whenever somebody bombed him, he was going to hold that up for whatever question it was. That's what I'm Please saying. This. Of course I know. He had that already. No matter what question someone threw a bomb at, he was going to hold that up. He's had that whole thing planned. Exactly. He had an answer. I know I, he had I, an answer. I, I've had everything planned. Right. <laughs> whole right. thing. Don't right. make it sound like he all of a sudden he didn't have anything for that question. I know he had a shit ton for that question. No, I'm saying that it's genius that he pre-prepared that to answer a grenade. You're uh, absolutely right. I'm saying he's, he's amazing. All right, Brooke, check this out. You, this you, you think I'm amazing enough to fucking grenade me? <laughs> Pussy. All right. <laughs> Brooke, describe this is a serious question, oh. guys. Let's get our serious. They've all been serious yeah. questions, except for the party one. This one's deep, and I need to know. This is no, a, that was a serious question. <laughs> Describe for me in detail the perfect set of tits. Yes. I want to know bust size, nipple length, <laughs> nipple thickness, okay. areola size, areola coloring, etc. Okay. Also, state which criteria you personally find most important when judging a set of tits. We all love all tits, so don't give that answer because all tits are great. Yes. I need specifics. I need to know. All uh, right. You got three minutes. There's never a bad tit. Let's get that out of the way. All tits are fabulous. And any woman that's willing to put her tits in your face, you better fucking love that shit. So um, for me, I like, um, <laughs> I would say probably about a... 34 C. Um, I like, I want to say when I was pregnant, right after I gave birth to Gunner, my fucking tits got perfect for like a day when the milk came in. So that's what I'm going. <laughs> um, like perky up, up where they're supposed to be and proportionate. And then like, I don't know what the size is. Um, no, like dinner plate nipples um it's important yeah and but then not like microscopic either if you got big cans it's like it's got to be proportionate um but if you got like a 34c i'd say like i don't know quarter size um and not like so like if you're a white girl if you have crazy like red nipples that freaks me out still never bad titties just it's it just is alarming and not like you just nursed a litter of puppy nipples. Like mm. they gotta be like somewhat not hanging off, you know, like maybe just like you're reading Braille. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, 
you still got a, are you good is that is that did i did i answer all the that's qualifications pretty, that's pretty i was about to say i appreciate okay. your i have a set of tits so i feel like i should be able to answer this question you know we, we don't believe you <laughs> <laughs> the way you leaned back right there i thought that tank top was coming uh, up <laughs> <laughs> all right Doug. randall would shut this whole thing down. <laughs> i gotta i gotta tell you right now to win <laughs> i'm looking at the crowd here there's all every one of us here has a set of tits right now that's true <laughs> Doug, describe for me in detail the perfect set of tits, bust size, nipple length, nipple thickness, areola size, and coloring. What do you personally find most important when judging a set of tits? Excuse me. The, the most important thing is that they're natural. Uh, there is nothing in my mind worse than a set of fake tits. Uh, when, when they're hard, that's no good. Uh, I actually prefer that when a woman lays down that the tits each touch the bed on each side of her. <laughs> and as far as areolas, the bigger, the better. Like I, I want the areola to go off the breast and onto the chest over, over by the ribs. Um, nipple. What was it? Nipple length, nipple length and thickness. Cause you got those. Sometimes people have those like, Pencil eraser thick nipples, those big beefy bastards. <laughs> so when you say pencil eraser thick, to me that's a thin nipple, <laughs> like like a Snickers bar. That uh, uh, maybe a quarter, like a fun size Snicker bar. That's like a a good good nipple length and thickness. Actually, I mean, so if you could imagine a th <laughs> a fun size Snicker on a Areola the size of a frisbee, on a saggy tit that is like a, a hot water bottle that that old ladies use when they're sick. Mm. Just two of them, and they're just flopping everywhere. That's fucking awesome. Oh, shit, I can't even play along with you, sir. That one uh, hurts me. <laughs> I, so I don't think that anybody asked you what your fucking preferred tit was. You asked me what mine was. Hey, I respect your. Uh... I don't think you do, sir. Everybody <laughs> loves the hot water bottles. It's pro. I love it. All right. Is that, uh, are you good, Doug? Or you got some more for him? No, I, I'm you not going to talk just to talk. I, I describe my favorite titties. <laughs> All right, Chris. What are your favorite perfect tits? Bus size, nipple length, thickness, areola size, and coloring. And what's most important to you about a nice set of tits uh what's most important is that they're in my face i mean that's just front and center um but but, but i mean I, I think like uh, nowadays everybody with with porn being as red, readily accessible as it is everyone sees perfect tits all the time i don't want to see fucking big tits nice tits tan tits fucking little little nipples big nipples what i mean whatever i want to see the fucking warlocks all right. Give me some tits with character. I want to see some fucking veins on them like roadmaps. OK, I want to see fucking nipples like baby toes. That's what I'm interested in. Let me see a fucking little rose on the side of the titty, the little titty tattoo. That's what I'm into, man. The dirtier, the better. All right. White trash fucking sitting on a bar stool at noon, drinking a paps with a fucking ash hanging off a cigarette. And you can see the little peak of the fucking rose coming out. That's what I'm into. <laughs> Oh shit! I got t tattoos on my boobs. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, stars. You, you keep teasing it. You keep oh, teasing right. it. Might as well just fucking do it. There it is. We're damn. T- we're telling it all. Might as well. Oh, Randall's like not happy about. It. <laughs> hey, I paid. Oh, settle it. down, Honky Kong. Fuck it. We're, we're just let's all just throw our keys into a bowl, and there's going to be a couple unlucky guys, but <laughs> somebody's going to be happy. Exactly. All right, so we got John left. John, you tell me about your perfect set of tits. Bus size, nipple length, thickness, areola size, etc. I and like most important. I say so. I like a nice jiggly boob. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I like them like when they laugh, they're jiggling. You see the tops of them jiggling. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna say like a, a hefty C, just about a D cup right there. And uh, I like a nice nipple eraser. Uh, I also like the areola to be a little on the dark side and maybe half dollar size. All right. I like them. So, and I also like them to be able to swing back and forth, kind of like, you know, saloon doors, you know, they just swing back and forth. Like if, you know, as you get some motion going, they go back and forth. Uh, yes. I do kind of like that. Uh, although, you know, to be honest with you, that is my favorite, but uh, you know, I hate to say that, you know, a nice B cup is also fine. But the, I, I like the jiggling, the motion, the ocean, the swinging back and forth. If you can get them banging together like knockers, now you're doing something. Like if you're in a romantic situation and the nose, and you get to be able to swing her where she's actually got them slapping together like an ass clap, <laughs> now you're doing something. That there's nothing will make you go off like a rocket ship to having those things banging together. Like two big giant bowling balls swinging and, and, and hitting each other. So yes, that's what I kind of like. A lot of jiggle, kind of like a ball with jello. Can't believe John just said ass clapping. <laughs> that's awesome. Make that ass clap. Make All them right. boobs clap. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is uh, Chris. You're up on this one. Does comedy give people a free pass to be assholes to others as long as they say it's a joke? In your opinion, is there any line, words, anything that comedians should not cross? You got three minutes. Absolutely not. Uh, Randall, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, with us or not, but I mean, there's a little podcast called Comedy is Dead that we like to record every month, and uh, we talk about this. Uh, there's no such thing as too soon. Uh, R. Kelly pissing on little girls, fucking talk about it. Whatever it is, talk about it. Uh, uh, comedy is a lot of people's coping mechanisms. When, when shit happens, uh, the best medicine is laughter, they say. Um, uh, a good friend of mine told me that uh, he made his first New York Jets joke as the planes were hitting the fucking town. I mean, like if it's good, it's good, you know, and uh, no, I don't think there's a line that you should cross or that you have to cross for Christ's sake. My show's called no offense. I mean, like we like to, we like to say shit that, that is going to initiate a response or it's going to, it's going to get a laugh. You know, I mean, it's, that's what we're all here for. Right. At the end of the day, that's what we're all here for. Beautiful. Doug, does comedy give people a free pass to be assholes to others? As long as they say it's a joke. And in your opinion, is there a line that comedians should never cross verbally or anything else? Yes, I, I do believe that there is a line that people shouldn't cross. It, I think that you can make jokes about anything as a broad topic. You can make jokes about cancer. Same thing with the 9-11. I was, I was making 9-11 jokes as I was watching people jumping out of the building. <laughs> but when, when you are specifically making a joke about somebody the fuck you laughing at if you can make a specific joke about somebody's grandma getting cancer 
And, you know, I, I think that's too much. If you don't know the person, you know, I, I think that that can be probably an issue. But on the other side of it, then, then don't fucking listen. If you don't like what it is that I talk about, then just change the channel or walk away. Or in some cases, I guess you might want to punch me, whatever. But I think the way that you phrase the question, does it give people a right to be an asshole? No, I don't think it does. I, you're an asshole. If you're just an asshole, you're an asshole. If you're if you're making jokes about something, just trying to be entertaining, that that's all it is. You, if you're making jokes about somebody's mom dying in a car crash as her headless body is flopping around on the concrete, you're just a fucking asshole. Fair, totally. Mm -hmm. All right, John, what do you got? Does comedy give people a free pass to be assholes to others as long as they say it's a joke? And is there a line that comedians should not cross? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, my grandmother's cancer wig will be auctioned off after the show you because <laughs> I have had this around for a while. And grandmom's cancer wig, I mean, I used to wear it on Halloween as kind of a joke, you know, grandma's cancer. And I would put on my shirt, grandma's cancer wig. And, uh, you know, and I, I agree, like if someone loses their head in a car accident, maybe you shouldn't joke about that. Uh, you know, what was the last thing that uh, JFK, um, what was the last thing that went through JFK's mind before he crashed was the windshield. So uh, I, let's put it this way. To me, the best joke is when someone you tell a joke and you hear the audience go <gasps> and then laugh. I love a joke like that. So to be honest with you, I don't think anything's off limits. I love a good joke. I love to be able to make fun of anything. I, I can't stand the fact that people go to comedy clubs right now and they're sitting there to wait, waiting to be offended. And I, I just fucking drives me crazy. I would just love to, like to get up and just throat punch somebody when they say you stay, they stand up and they say, you can't say that. Or they heckle somebody. Oh, you can't say that. Shut the fuck up. Sit down, go around the street to the goddamn uh, poetry reading around the corner. Go there. That's where you need to go because you're in a comedy club. This is where we go to say things that we don't say out on the street in public. If you go to a comedy club and you're offended, that's like going to a goddamn sex or orgy and getting upset if you get hit with a cum shot. It's fucking ridiculous. All right. So my thing is, if you don't like comedy, and I, I hate to agree with Doug, I'm going to agree with Doug. If you don't like it, turn it the fuck off. Don't sit there and get it taken down for the rest of us that will actually have a sense of humor. If you can't have a pin pounded up your ass with a sle sledgehammer, then don't go to a fucking comedy club. <laughs> All right. Brooke, does comedy give people a free pass to be assholes to others as long as they say it's a joke? And in your opinion, is there a line that comedians should not cross? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's I think the free pass is like the it's freedom of speech. They can say whatever the fuck they want. Um, whether you like it or not is I mean, it, it, comedy, everybody's comedy is different and not everybody is going to be your cup of tea. Um, and sure, there is a line that you can cross, but every, it depends on who you're asking, you know, like my line is probably vastly different than somebody else's line down the street. Like it's, and if you don't like that, then don't watch that person's comedy. Like it, it doesn't mean that they shouldn't do it. It might mean that they might not appeal to the masses, but 
if that's their thing. I mean, and, and you got to think about like Anthony Jeselnik. Like I fucking love that guy. And he pushes the envelope pretty fucking far. His last comedy special is called like fire in the maternity ward. <laughs> and his, he has a whole big long joke about like taking his friend to get an abortion. And, and like, it's so wrong in so many ways but it's so fucking funny <laughs> and it's it's comedy is all subjective and <clears throat> so yeah i mean it just depends on who you ask i think beautiful all right doug in your opinion is it racist if a caucasian man or woman has a tattoo that says proud to be white why or why not FYR also, Kane Velasquez, former UFC heavyweight champion, has a tattoo that says brown pride on his chest. Is he racist? You have three minutes. He's Mexican, by the way. <clears throat> Racism is just is the belief that your race is better than another race. Okay, so so is it racist to, ha to have something that says white pride or brown pride or black pride? Or if you're Asian, you'd have, I guess, yellow pride. I don't know. Is that racist? No, that's not fucking racist. It, it, but it's fucking stupid um, to take pride in something that you had nothing to do with. You you did nothing, and you were just born brown. You <laughs> cannot take pride in something that just happened. That's like taking pride in the state that you were born in. That's fucking retarded. <laughs> if if you are a fat kid and you work really hard, and then you get to where like in junior high, all guys try sucking their own cock. <laughs> and let's say you finally fucking work out and you get flexible and you go through yoga and you get your ribs removed or whatever it is, but you finally get the tip in your mouth. That's something you can take pride in. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> that is true. Fuck that be. I'd be proud. All right, John, in your opinion, is it racist? If a Caucasian man or woman has a tattoo that says proud to be white, why or why not? And Kane Velasquez, UFC, former UFC heavyweight champion, has a tattoo that says Brown Pride. Is he racist? First of all, let's talk about the fact that Doug thinks that everybody tries to suck their own dick in junior high school. Because I don't know too many people that try to suck their own dick in junior high school. I mean, that might have been a thing where you grew up, but not around here. We weren't trying to suck our own Jesus Christ, John, you're so fucking fat. You couldn't even suck somebody else's dick. I wasn't always fat. I wasn't always fat. So, you know, I, 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 again, I agree. Shut up. We are talking, you dumb fuck. So the thing is that I do agree with Doug that, you know, it has nothing to do with being white. Uh, I should be, I could be more, I'm proud because I beat anorexia. I beat bulimia. All right. I beat that. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff because I I should I can be proud of this, believe it or not. I'm not, but I could be because it's something I've actually done to myself. I think that if you put proud to be white on you, you're just a jackass. And I got to say, if you're proud to be brown, you're a jackass. It's the, the thing is that what be a proud of your deeds, not what you are, because you had no say in that. So I guess I'm, in a way I am agreeing with Doug, but he did have the right answer. So I'll give him this round. All right, Brooke, in your opinion, is it racist if a Caucasian man or woman has a tattoo that says proud to be white? Why or why not? King Velasquez has the tattoo that says brown pride on his chest. Is he racist? 
Well, I think this goes back to kind of like the straight pride month thing, because it's, I don't think saying that you're proud to be white necessarily would mean that you're racist, except for that getting a, except for that it kind of does. Cause there's no reason to say that. Like, sure. It's you're white. Congratulations. Like Doug said, you were born white. You didn't do anything. There was nothing, you know, but, but you also were born, you happen to be born the race that didn't, doesn't have any, as many struggles automatically as some of the others. So Cain Velasquez having the brown pride when I thought his tattoo said like, Mexican or something on his. No, it says brown is there pride. another one that there's another fighter that has? I don't know. Literally. Anyways, um, that's because they maybe have had to overcome some issues like trying to be kept out of another country, <laughs> or uh, you know, it's it's they they actually have some some more struggles in their life than m- the majority of folks that were just born white. Um, so somebody that gets a tattoo that says they're proud to be white, it's making a dig at other races that have had a struggle and have actually been persecuted in the past and it, that it it makes a difference. It, it, it made a difference in their lives what race they were. Because when you're white, it, there's that's not part of your upbringing. It doesn't matter. All right, Chris, it's a long-ass question. I don't want to read it again. I know that you know what it is. Uh, What are your thoughts, sir? Who the fuck is proud to be white? (laughs) All right? Let me tell you what. It's not that great, okay? Uh, You like New Balances? (laughs) You You like jean shorts? You like fucking cargo pants? It's not that great, okay? And how about this? Every fucking white person that I know takes shit from other people. All right. Look at look at all the millennials that are going out for sushi. That's not our shit. That's fucking ja- that's Japanese. My favorite food is fucking Mexican, dude. I'll eat a burrito. That's not my shit. What am I proud of? What are you proud of? <laughs> I'll tell you what. It ain't that great. No, that's fucking <laughs> stupid. All right, men. <clears throat> all right. Number seven and sunburns. This one is John. <laughs> this is a three parter. So you got to. Remember all the Oh, people. for Christ's sake. <laughs> John, do you think the government was involved in killing JFK? Do you think we have been visited by aliens? Lastly, based on your life experiences, do black guys have bigger dicks than white guys? You have three minutes. The quick answer is yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> JFK was definitely killed by the government because, I'll tell you why he was killed by the government. Because he wanted to do away with the international banking system. And as soon as they saw that, they said, somebody got to put a bullet in that motherfucker. And as far as aliens go, they're chasing aliens around all over the place. And, and the fact that we don't even know what they are, they could be some kind of little tiny thing, and we don't even know what they are. And they could be twice as, three times, five times as smart as we are. There's definitely aliens. And, and I'm not talking to the ones that are coming over the border. I'm talking about real alien ones that drop into the, into the planet from another planet. And I played football. God damn right black cocks are bigger than white cocks. I saw one time a guy took his cock and put it through one ear hole of the football helmet, and it came out the other ear hole of the football helmet. And I was like, God damn it. The poor woman that has to try to take that. (laughs) Holy fucking shit. And I've never seen a white guy even come close to that. 
Have you ever seen that guy? Uh, no, nah, I can't think of his goddamn name. I don't know. He's a he is a porn star, Dredge. I think or Dr he's Dr I forget what his name is. I think it's Dredge. I can't think of his name now. Anyhow, it's like a Louisville slugger. <laughs> I never seen anything like it. Jesus Christ! It's it's a it's huge. I don't even know how the guy can walk. Okay, that's my time. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> Brooke. Do you think the government was involved in killing Kennedy? Do you think we've been visited by aliens? And lastly, based on your life experience, do black guys have bigger dicks than white guys? All right. Do I think the government killed JFK? Don't know. Don't care. I don't want to get into it because I don't know anything about politics. As far as I know, what whoever the fuck from the book depository, uh, Harvey Lee Oswald, he <laughs> killed him whatever the fuck his name was. And then he got killed in jail by some mafia. It was the mafia. Who fucking cares? He, uh, aliens. Yes, of course there's aliens. Did you not listen to the area 51 episode of what's in your hometown on the civilized creatures podcast network? Come on. Nice plug. <laughs> um, and black dicks from my, exp I have no experience with black dicks, but, um, what I do know from what you've told me about uh, playing football that you saw a lot of panther tails and I have seen a few porns with black guys. And yes, I think absolutely that on average they have bigger dicks than uh, white guys. Also, I think just as a starting point, they're more showers instead of growers. Like they start off the whole fucking things out there just flopping around and white guys. It's more like up inside you a lot of times. Like it's, and then it, you know. not me, of course, but I'm saying it's like, that's the difference is that black guys, it's just fucking all out in the world. And then white guys, it just fucking blasts out of nowhere sometimes. Beautiful. Of course uh, not you. You're huge. Oh, I'm huge. You're fucking huge. Look at you, I'm baby. My cock is God damn. I'm so little. All right, Doug. Do you think the government was involved in killing Kennedy? Do you think we have been visited by aliens? And based on your life experiences, do black guys have bigger dicks than white guys? I believe without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, I've already been grenaded. I believe without a shadow of a doubt that JFK uh, was assassinated, at least in part by the government. They were involved or in the know, the same as I believe that about 9-11 and, and a few other things. Um, have aliens visited? To be honest with you, John touched on what I was going to use as my answer. I was going to talk about the wall and all that shit, but it's all answer seriously. Uh, yeah, I, I do believe that we have been... Uh, at least in our atmosphere, there have been uh, extraterrestrial beings of some sort. Um, I, I think you've got to be pretty ignorant to, to look up into the sky and not think that there are other things out there. Um, and then, do, in my opinion, do blacks have bigger dicks? I've been to jail. Yes, I know it to be true. <laughs> um, but I also, I also think that it's maybe what Brooke said, as well as it's like the stereotype. So white people like my co-host have a, a thing about interracial porn. And that's, it's like there are black people are being stereotyped the way that we need them to be in that moment. And I, I, I think that 
fuck, I don't know. I don't care. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Black people have big dicks. We'll give it to them. <laughs> Athletic big dicks. There you go. <laughs> All right. Chris, do you think the government was involved in killing Kennedy? Do you think we've been visited by aliens? And based on your experiences, do black guys have bigger dicks than white guys? Yes. Yes. And yes. <laughs> of course, of course, I think that we had a hand in killing Kennedy. I mean, I haven't looked too far into it myself, but I mean, why would we put it past uh, the government to orchestrate something like that? Um, we've seen instances where they've created false flags and things in the past. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, aliens. I mean, like, have you ever heard me talk after a couple of drinks ever? Yes, of course there's fucking aliens. Okay. I believe I just fucking met them in a float tank last week. All right. Um, black guys with big dicks. Of course, if you go on Pornhub right now, big black dick is a fucking category for a reason, Randall. It's not just a, it's not just a, a, a thing that somebody's fabricating. Yeah. There, there's evidence to back it up. So yes, yes, yes. And yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Here we go. Number eight. Brooke, you're up. Hi. In your opinion, based on what you know of them, who is the greatest person to ever walk the earth? Explain why religious uh, symbols are excluded. So no Jesus, no Moses, no anything Can't else. drop the Jesus like no, Adam just reg did. Regular folk. <laughs> Who's the greatest regular folk? It wouldn't work in this, in this instance. I know. It would be kind of fucking weak. Um, oh, my God. Greatest person to ever walk the fucking earth. I mean, no wrong answer. So it's just what your personal preference. Well, okay. I was going to say like Gandhi, but then I just heard some shit. Was it from you? Yeah, but he's kind of religious too. Let's leave it. Oh, he's religious. Yeah. I thought he was just like a, let's feed all the fucking people. Okay. What about fucking, I don't know. I feel like there's so many, everybody that like, makes that becomes so well known for being great everybody finds some dark shit about them so um i guess i'll fucking go with like i want to say michael jackson so bad because <laughs> <laughs> that's my dude i wanted to marry him he made thriller enough said he didn't touch any little boys um Everybody was wrong. I'll say Mother Teresa because she just fed a bunch of people and I don't know any dark shit that's come out about her. So I think she's clean. <laughs> All right. Doug, in your opinion, based on what you know of them, who is the greatest person to ever walked the earth? Explain why no religious people or symbols, you know, you know what I mean? God damn it. I wish somebody could have a grenade on me right now. Can I grenade myself? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I just used my grenade on me, Randall. Move on. You've already been grenaded once. Fuck. <laughs> you All right. Uh, I will go with Kevin Smith. Um, Kevin Smith is a, a writer, director who I think has given a lot of people a lot of... If, if you go back and listen to his early podcasts, I think he's responsible for a large portion of podcasts in in the world. 
but as far as why he's the greatest person in the world, I that's a fucking dumbass answer. <laughs> no, that's a great question. I, I love Kevin Smith. Yeah, I, I love Kevin Smith too, but is he better than the woman that gave me my kids? Probably not. <laughs> uh, fuck, I don't know. Oh, uh, Dave Chaffee. Dave Chaffee is the greatest person. Wow. <laughs> I got nothing. Fuck it. I don't care. Go. <laughs> All right, Chris. Who do you think is the greatest person to ever walk the earth? Well, being that Brooke named half a dozen people when she <laughs> when she was answering, she actually took my answer, and I am gonna say Michael fucking Jackson. Fuck okay, yeah. I am gonna go yeah. there. Okay, because not only was he a child star and came out of that to become the king of fucking pop and one of the most recognized uh, artists on the planet. He fucked every one of those kids, got away with it, went to the grave fucking free and clear. Nobody can 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 pull him back from the dead and charge him with shit now. It's the perfect fucking crime. He's the best person that ever walked the face of the earth. I'll still dance to Billie Jean with Randall if he lets me. That's my answer. All right. Thriller. All right, John. <laughs> in your opinion, based on what you know of them, who's the greatest person to ever walk the earth, sir? Bill Cosby. <laughs> Bill Cosby was one of the first black comedians that uh, came up and was funny. He worked clean. He was an amazing comedian. He got on TV and played opposite a white guy when they wouldn't let any black guys on TV. <laughs> and he was one of the first guys to teach black women how to get white chicks. <laughs> Just drop a little something in their drink. Let them go to sleep. And a couple of hours later, they don't even know what the fuck happened. So I know people would think like Martin Luther King or maybe, you know, you, you can't use. I don't think Gandhi is. He's not like there's not a religion after Gandhi. He just uses the religion. But I'm going to go with uh, Bill Cosby, you know, and he lasted a long, long time. And the fact that he is in jail now and, and still tweeting got to be the greatest person that ever walked the earth all right chris what are your thoughts on alabama's decision to chemically castrate certain sex criminals with victims under the age of 13 is it a violation of the eighth amendment which prohibits cruel and unusual punishment you have three minutes sir uh no uh I don't believe it's it's cruel and unusual. What's cruel and unusual is what they did to even be in the conversation. So yeah, cut the fucking dicks off. Uh, uh, chemical castration, that's even better. What do, uh, do they lower them into like a vat of acid? Like I'm thinking like the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit and you, you, the dick and the balls are running away and melting into the, into the vat, you know, screaming like, uh, ah, I'm melting. Yeah, that's great. That's a visual I want to see for somebody that did something to uh, a person under 13 years old. Dip them in the fucking vat. <laughs> nice all right doug what are your thoughts on alabama's decision to chemically castrate sex criminals with victims under the age of 13 is it a violation of the eighth amendment which prohibits cruel and unusual punishment uh, yes i am i am against chemical castration i think we should probably attack this problem from a different angle which would be you you take the sex offenders and i do think you need to keep them away from society but when you have children under the age of 13 who start committing crimes like breaking into my fucking garage and taking my fucking generator, 
you take them kids and you push them over where the fucking sex offenders are. And then you let each of them teach the other one a fucking lesson. Little fucking bastard. I'd love to get my hands on that little cocksucker. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, John. What are your thoughts on Alabama's decision to chemically castrate? Honestly, violation of the Eighth Amendment. Honestly, I don't know if it is against the Eighth Amendment or not, but I think it's too easy. I think that they still get to breathe air if they're chemically castrated. And as far as I'm concerned, they don't deserve to be on this planet anymore. Anybody that violates a child who takes the innocent takes an innocent child and violates him in a, in a situation like that, they deserve to die. And I think that the fact that they get to still breathe and still have a chance to just because they don't have a dick, they can't uh, molest a child. Are you going to cut their fucking fingers off? You're going to pull their tongue out. I mean, are you kidding me? I'm telling you right now, there's nothing worse in my opinion than a child molester. I have no time for them. I think that once they are convicted, they should be taken right out back and shot like a dog. Even that's too nice. I think I'd hang them. I'd like to hang them and then and videotape it or actually live stream it so the other child molesters could see it. Uh, I have no time for them. Uh, I don't think it, it goes far enough. So I don't think it I don't think it violates their rights. If they're convicted, they have no rights. I uh, I want to kill them. I'll, I'll, I'll kill them. Mm. Send them to me. I'll kill them. All That's right. It. Brooke, what are your thoughts on Alabama? chemically castrating certain sex criminals with victims under the age of 13 uh as long as they are also remaining incarcerated yes i'm all for it fucking give them all the vats of acid like what he said or whatever fucking horrible medicine is gonna make their balls melt or just reject them so i don't know what the fuck happens with chemical castration it sounds terrible yes yes and yes because although i am like pro death penalty it's also i kind of sometimes i'm on the fence because stuff like that i'm like you touch a kid fuck you in every single way but i think a chemical castration and then forcing you to stay incarcerated and stay alive to think about that shit every single fucking day and have to deal with the fact that your balls are melting off and you can't ever do anything like that ever again even if you wanted to try because you're never getting out and you're probably getting humiliated every day in jail and i think part of it should just be like you you have to be in general population. So like, don't put those motherfuckers in solitary and keep them away from everybody else. Put them in general population where they're going to get fucking beat to shit every day, beat to just within an inch of their life and then brought back with their melting balls and fucking shriveled up dick. And then they have to live every single day with that. <laughs> That's worse than death. So, yes. All right. That's pretty graphic. Sounded <laughs> a lot worse coming from you, too. <laughs> All right, Doug. Marry, fuck, kill. Yes. Or you can rank them based on who you think has the biggest cock. <laughs> Howie Mandel, Mo Mandel, <laughs> and Nelson Mandela. You have three minutes. <clears throat> Nelson Mandela. 
because he's black, has the biggest cock. <laughs> and is he the apartheid guy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So I, I would I would marry the apartheid guy. Um, so I'm gonna do both, by the way. Um the second biggest cock has got to go to Mo Mandel because his name sounds like he's a black guy. <laughs> and I would fuck him. And then Howie Mandel has got the smallest dick, and I would kill him. And I would I would kill him, but the, the reason why I would kill him, and this is a true story. When I was in high school, I had the option to go to, I only had the money to go to one stand-up comedy show. They were both coming within a month of each other. One was Howie Mandel. One was George Carlin. And my fucking stupid ass picked to go to Howie Mandel instead of George Carlin. Mm. Yeah, I know, man. I know. Um, and I can still remember that as back when he had fucking hair and he'd do that stupid thing with the fucking rubber glove <laughs> and he would sit up there on stage. He did it like 27 fucking times. He'd go, Hey, and then he'd point at a bale of hay on the fucking side of the stage. That was his fucking comedy routine. I would love to put a bullet in that fuzzy headed <laughs> cocksucker, little small dick piece of shit. <laughs> okay. All right. John, Mary fuck, kill, or you can rank them based on who you think has the biggest cock. Howie Mandel, Mo Mandel, and Nelson Mandela. Well, I'm going with uh, the smallest cock would be Harry. Uh, Harry. <laughs> uh, Howie Mandel has the smallest cock. And then I would say the next size up would be Nelson Mandela. And he is the apartheid guy, just so you know. And I think the guy who has the biggest, hugest cock is the judge that is going to judge this. And that is Mo Mandel. He has the biggest cock. And I know, you know why? Because he's dating a doctor who is a urologist and she sees a lot of cock and she thinks his cock is big and nice. So that's why I think he has the biggest cock. Marry, fuck, kill, man. I can't do it. I, it's just, I can't do it. Sorry. I'm too heterosexual to do that. So. That's my answer. All right, Brooke. Mary, fuck, kill, or you can rank them based on who you think has the biggest cock. Howie Mandel, Mo Mandel, and Nelson Mandela. All right. So I would kill Nelson Mandela just because he's the oldest. Sorry. Sorry, bro. (laughs) You're closest to death in here. (laughs) Mark. No. (laughs) Asshole. I gave you my reason. Um, Fuck. Because he's like 80. Is he dead? I think or he is he dead. dead? Or I'd kill him because he's already dead. All right. That's <laughs> and um, I would marry Mo because he's funny as shit and closer to my era. I think he is our age. And um, he's cuter than both Howie and Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Um, and then I'd fuck Howie Mandel because because that's the game. <laughs> no right. reason that I'd want to, but all right, Chris, what say you, sir? I'm going to fuck Nelson Mandela, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. All right, because fuck. we just talked about black guys with big dicks, and if I'm gonna party, it's a fucking party. I want the biggest goddamn dick and the best experience. If I'm gonna do it, might as well, right? I'm not coming back, so I might as well fucking take this ride and enjoy it. 
uh, I'm going to marry Mo because I'm also going to pander to the fucking judge and tell him how great he is and how funny he is and how much I enjoyed his special. And we could sit and watch it on Netflix with his hot wife all the time. Uh, I'll kill Howie Mandel and I'm going to do it in a creative way because he's such a fucking germ a phobe. I'm going to find something, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, use needles, fucking uh, make him lick the bottom of a fucking shoe, find chewed gum under this desk I'm sitting at right now, whatever the fuck I could do to gross him out and give him a goddamn heart attack. And he dropped dead right there. That's how I'm going to fucking do it. Uh, nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, number 11, John. What are your thoughts on Hollywood threatening not to film in states that have implemented new yeah. abortion laws? Oh, for Christ's sake. They're not going <laughs> to do any of this bullshit. There's too much money involved. You know what they you know what they don't care about? You know what they they would let me tell you something. If they lost a million dollars, they if they they would kill a baby before they would lose a million dollars. This is all bullshit. It's all pandering. God, it's everything. It's just to keep everybody so, oh, my God, the abortion laws. Yeah, just drive to another goddamn state if you want to. Or here, here's a coat hanger. Whatever you need to do. I don't know. But to stop, you're not going to film in states that are going to have abortion laws. Where are they going to film? The only place it's going to, it's Cal they're already in California, and then the rates are too high. Of course, they're going to go to Georgia, and they're going to go everywhere else. There's movies that are being made right now. They're going to shut them down now. They're not going to shut them down. They, they moved all this stuff and spent all this money to, to, to film there. And now all of a sudden, because they made a law that doesn't even really affect them, that they're going to shut it down. Please. That's a bunch of bullshit. I can't even stand it anymore. <laughs> everything, everything. It's a, a big uprate, uprising over nothing. Nothing. They're going to straight down anyhow. It's it can't even go with it's kind of it's already being not one abortion has been stopped. Not one. They're scraping little bastards out of wombs left and right. They've never stopped an abortion yet. Oh man. For the love of God. All right. I'm done. <laughs> Good Lord. There it is. That's yeah. the John Rant we've been craving. All right, Brooke, what are your thoughts on Hollywood threatening not to film in states that have implemented new abortion laws? Well, I think it's one of the perfect examples of this outrage culture. It's, I, of course, I, I think that these abortion laws are a bit extreme. Um, and being a resident of Georgia, um, and a lot of shit is filmed in Georgia. A fucking lot is filmed here. I don't think, and I know the extent of the tax breaks they get for filming here. So the likelihood of them actually not filming anything here is stupid. Uh, I, I mean, sure. Go fucking shell out millions more dollars to film somewhere else. Like the, there was something that said the walking dead was talking about not filming here. They built a whole fucking town here to film that goddamn show. So I think it's all just posturing to see if they can. And, and I'm not uh, totally against the, the effort because in Georgia alone, the heartbeat thing, like I didn't even find out I was pregnant until I was six weeks pregnant. Like that's the law in Georgia is that you can't get an abortion past six weeks. So it's not that I was going to get one, but it's, that's so early. So it's, it's a bit extreme. They might as well just ban it altogether. But so I think the effort is just to maybe have them change make it a little bit more lenient, but I don't actually think they're going to stop filming everything in all these states that have implemented these laws because it's just not fiscally <laughs> responsible on their part. 
All right. Doug, what do you think, sir? What are your thoughts on Hollywood uh, threatening to bounce in these states that have passed new abortion laws? As Brooke said, I, I believe it is 100% posturing. It's it's no different in my mind than all the people that said they were going to quit eating Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it's, it's the same fucking thing. Um, it, the, the, the tone in this country of all these... Uh, fuck it. Virtue signaling, right, Randall? That's the word that. Oh, there you go. It, it that's all it is, and whatever they think is the popular opinion is what they're going to stand up and scream. That's what we're doing now until you change your mind on whatever your opinion is. <laughs> um, it, the, the two things are so fucking unrelated. Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood should should stop filming altogether. There, there's so much garbage. I mean, one. It's like the writers never came back from the strike from nine years ago. They just keep rebooting the same old bullshit. If, if anything, they should make abortion-only movies. Every movie should be about or just film an abortion and put it on the fucking big screen. I think that's a good idea, actually. I'm going to stop with that. I, I'm, I, I am pro-abortion movies. Oh, my. All right. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on Hollywood threatening not to film in states that have these uh, new abortion laws? Well, I think absolutely they should do it. Um, I I know that Georgia is the uh, the one that we're we're referring to, and I mean if that's what's going to get the Walking Dead off the fucking air, I'm all for it. Uh, that, show, that show that show fucking sucks. It's gone on for about nine seasons too long, and if it takes a, a couple of babies getting sucked out to fucking get it off of AMC for Christ's sake, and I don't have to see Chris Hardwick on a weekly fucking basis, then I'm all, all for it. I'm looking directly at you too, Brooke. I'm channeling this right at you. Fuck the Walking Dead. Hasn't been good in six years uh, uh, kill the fucking kids and get it off the air <laughs> watsky gets around dear god that's good, that's good shit that is good shit all right. out of here <laughs> all right here is the last uh, regulation question uh brooke you're up damn it all right who is the more terrifying serial killer and why Ooh. bundy Dahmer, btk or the zodiac Oh God, those are all such good ones. Um, all right, who's the more terrifying? <sighs> Bundy, Dahmer, BTK, Zodiac, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Uh, they're also terrifying in their own ways, but you know, Bundy's my favorite. <laughs> Such a fucking favorite killer, you weirdo. That's a weird thing to say. I am a fucking sicko. He's the one that I've always that I've been most like interested in knowing everything about. If that sounds less psycho, <laughs> probably not. It but um, no, yeah, it's not working. Um, I would say that I'll just go with my dude Bundy because he the most he's he would be the most terrifying because he was nobody you would expect to be a serial killer. He was like the nice outgoing, like suppose everybody thought he was good looking and friendly and he never could be the kind of guy that would do these horrible things. Um, he was the, just your buddy and it, everybody liked him and there's just it's not possible so that's that was that was one of the 
but was one of the reasons that Zac Efron was cast in that Netflix movie because he was the quintessential like boy next door, a heartthrob that everybody loved. And that's kind of how everybody viewed Ted Bundy back in the day. And so when he went up and asked girls like, Hey, can, can you help me bring my boat to my car? Then they were completely not threatened. So that's why he's terrifying. All right, Doug, who's more terrifying? And why? Bundy, Dahmer, BTK, or the Zodiac? This one's easy. So I don't know if you've ever dropped your seed in a butthole, but <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Right, right when you're done, your your dick starts shriveling up, and then you you've got that feeling of remorse. And Dahmer would look at that and think, "I'm going to eat that. That mm. is fucking terrifying." Mm -hmm. Uh, fuck. I uh, I had the opportunity to visit the apartment where Jeffrey Dahmer was caught. Oh and, shit! Um, it's a actually I'll tell a story after my three minutes are up if you want. But uh, so I I've, I've been fascinated by him in that he started out you know drugging people and then drilling into their heads trying to create his own personal sex zombie. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me that's not fucking terrifying. You know the. To be able to have the charisma to pick somebody up at a bar, know it with the shit going on inside your head that you're going to fucking drill into their brain and then fuck them in the butt and then eat their fucking liver. That's yeah. no question. Mm -hmm. All right. Chris, what do you think? Who's more terrifying, Bundy, Dahmer, BTK, or Zodiac? Um. Well, I don't know who BTK is, so... I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to go there. Obviously I don't like fucking true crime. This is like uh, garlic to a vampire for me. I don't, I, I'm not fascinated by fucking killers. Uh, Zodiac. I know it was a, it was a shitty movie with fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. I didn't watch it. Uh, no interest in fucking Zach Efron. So I guess I'm going to go as a fat guy. It's terrifying to me that somebody would want to kill me and eat me because I would be at the top of the fucking list. I could fill up a freezer for a few weeks. He, it would be like bagging an elk. You know, you got, you got meat for, to feed you for dinner for the whole year. I could be chili. I could be sausage. I could be breakfast. I could be lunch. I could be dinner. So that is fucking terrifying. And as, as a fat guy, I can't run very fast either. So I ain't getting away. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. All right, John, who's more terrifying, Bundy, Dahmer, BTK, or Zodiac? Oh, I'm with Chris. I'm not a big fan of serial killers. I don't like giving them, I'm like giving them, make them celebrities. I know they've done horrible things. And uh, so, but to me, is I know right now I can't be killed by Bundy or BTK or, you know, there's other guys because they're all caught. But that Zodiac motherfucker, he's still out there. Maybe. We don't know. So to me, he's the most terrifying because he can still do damage or he can still be out there killing. The other ones, they're not killing anybody right now. They're either dead or in jail or whatever. But that Zodiac motherfucker, he's still out there and he could be anywhere. And we don't know where he's at. And we don't know if he's, you know, if he's still killing or if he is, you know, he, something could snap. And the next thing you know, he's coming back and he's good at it because even now with everything we know, they still don't know who that guy is or girl could be a girl, but we don't know. So that's who I think is the uh, most terrifying is the one that's still out there. All right. <clears throat> this is. Hold on. Hold on. Can I interrupt you, Randall? Sure. Could someone tell me who the fuck BTK is? It's uh, uh, B. Fine, fine torture kill. 
Find, find, torture, kill. His name's Dennis Rader. He would like. Yeah, then talk. none of that's helping. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have asked. None of he that. It's not him in and torture him and tie him up and torture him and kill him and rape him and rape him in their house. Usually, he would stalk them, wait till they were home alone, break in, tie him up, torture him, rape him, kill him, and let their families find them. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. That's why I don't listen to that shit. Hey, Riley. Uh, Riley's <laughs> or let, or let in the kids watch too. That happens. And Riley's in the chat. He better hope I'm not the Zodiac Killer because I'm coming for him next. The Zodiac Killer would be like 80 right now, so he wouldn't be terrifying. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this up. This is the last uh, the last thing we're going to talk about on this show, and this is a scenario question. First time we've done one of these, uh, so everybody's got to pay attention because there's some some mixtures to this and we're going to go uh, back in the very first order. So it'll be uh, Chris, Doug, uh, John and Brooke. Um, World war three has just occurred and you and three other people, which are your contestants find yourselves to be the only people left on earth. Um, you manage all to make it to a bunker. However, you realize that only three of you can survive for very long in this bunker. One of you will have to leave because there's not enough resources for you all to survive. In the bunker, you have the following. You have a sewer, water, seeds, clothes, some books, medical facilities, and a greenhouse. All right. Here's the criteria. There's four things, so I just assigned them in order from first to fourth. Chris, you are a scientist. Doug, you're a priest. John, you're an army officer who has mental instability, but you're useful. And Brooke is a doctor. So each of you has up to three minutes to plead your case on why you should stay in the group and not be expelled. Chris, you're up. You're a scientist. <laughs> you're goddamn right I am. <laughs> uh, and that's why I'm going to stay, because if it's World War III and I'm imagining some sort of nuclear holocaust or environmental disaster, a la Deep Impact, not Armageddon, um, I'm going to be I'm going to need to be around. You're going to need me because I'm going to have to fucking create shit. Do you know how to make a cell phone? <laughs> Brooke, do, I mean, John, do you know how to do you know how to make fucking penicillin? I do. I do. I ain't going out there. You need me. You need me more than you know. You want the grid to come back up? I can fucking do it. I'm like that guy with the mullet in your favorite show, Brooke, and I'm not going to say it because I already said it once. I got the fucking secrets, okay? Take me to the Capitol because I can fix this shit. <laughs> Eugene! <laughs> oh, shit, that was good. All right, Doug, you're a priest. Could you go through real quick and tell me what the other... I, I know Chris is a scientist. What are the other two? Uh, Chris is a scientist. John is uh, an army officer who is mentally unstable. <laughs> Goddamn right I am. <laughs> you had to throw that <laughs> And Brooke is a doctor. I'm just reading exactly what they are. All right. So I'm pleading my case to everybody why I should stay, right? Yes. All right. So I don't think that I'm going to plead my case why I should stay. Now, fuck. I, I was originally going to vote to try to get John out. But I, but I realized that we might all decide we want to do a podcast later and we're going to need an editor. So we're going to keep him around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> All right, John, you are the crazy ass army officer. Yes. Why should they keep you around, sir? They shouldn't. I'm fucking nuts. I'll get us all killed. <laughs> all right. They should take say, do you know what, John? Go out there. We just heard of something. And as soon as I walk out, they should lock the fucking door. Cause not only uh, I want to fight, 
the, the best thing to do is hunker down and wait. Not me. I'm stupid. I'm crazy. I'm going to get us all fucking killed. <laughs> so what you do is you send me out somewhere and then lock the fucking door and don't let me back in. There's no way. Everybody else has a, has a purpose. Even Doug. I don't know what it is, but Doug's not going to get anybody killed. I'll get us all killed. So I'm the one that has to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brooke, you are a doctor. Why do they need to keep you around? Seriously, do I have to try and... It's, I'm a doctor. I'll help save your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a doctor. You need me. You need me and Chris. You need you need me for the actually saving the life. You need Chris to make the drugs. <laughs> so it sounds like a battle dome from Doug and John of who's getting... And, and you motherfuckers need Jesus, and I can bring you that. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we need a sacrifice, and that's <laughs> oh god, that's hilarious. Get the nail, we can eat them. All, there you right. Go. All right, guys, that wraps up. That is the final question of episode three. Is that 13 then, sir? 13 total, 12, and then the scenario question. So now it is in the hands of uh, the powerful Mo Mandel. He only has twelve on his score. Yeah, but he'll he'll take it he'll take it into account when he uh, decides. Okay. And, uh, I'm pretty sure he can figure that out. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate the fuck out of all of you guys uh, competing tonight. This was awesome and uh, funny as hell. And I do not envy Mo having to uh, make this decision. So. Well, I just think that he's a wise man with a big cock and one of the funniest men I think I've ever heard. Biggest dick ever. That's right. I think he'll do a wonderful job. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's give out uh, all of our plugs here. Uh, Doug, you want to start us off with uh, how they can uh, reach in and find your show? Uh, who's right podcast.com as well as patreon.com slash who's right. Beautiful. Uh, John, what about you, sir? Right now, I am a co-producer on the Revive Live show that you can find every weekday at 1 o'clock Eastern time if you go to the CastBox app, and there is a little live cast there. You hit that, and at 1 o'clock, we do a one-hour show every day. It's called Revive Live, so come check it out. What's it about, John? About an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brooke. Uh where can they find us? Uh, Married AF Podcast. You can listen to us on all the podcast shits. And uh, Married as Fuck on Twitter, Married AF Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, Watsky, uh, take us home, baby. You can find me at the hashtag no offense show, uh, htnos.com, uh, htnos on all the socials and on all the players. Just uh, Just search those five letters. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, that's a wrap on this motherfucker. Boom. Episode three in the books. Soon as we get a answer from Mo, I will make sure we post it out there and celebrate the winner uh, that will be uh, joining uh, the awesome uh, Jody B from Po' Boys Podcast and uh, Dave Chaffee, uh, winner of episode two, uh, will be going up also. So uh, we'll see who will be joining them in the ranks as uh, Podcast of the Roundtable Champions. What an amazing job Dave did. Other than that, we're out this motherfucker.